Hello, Novi, and now you Novi. I'm your host, Cheryl Walsh Malloy, and with me today as always, normally, Ara Tapuzian. Thanks, Ara, for joining me here. You know, I wonder, have we ever said where we do these at? I think we have, but I mean, folks probably uh, should know we do it in the council chambers, but it sounds like we do it in a professional NPR-esque studio. Because that's what we are. Well, you've upgraded all the fittings in the council chamber over the years, so it's very nice to do it in here. And our Emmy Award-winning Studio Six team makes us makes us sound incredible, right? So you're 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 an Emmy Award-winning producer. You are correct. That is that is true. Uh, Does that pain you to say that, Ara? It it did a little (laughs) bit. My eye is twitching for those that can't see me. So before we let's so congratulations are in order for you then. Let's let's toot your horn a little bit. Oh, toot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have two things. Okay. Um, Michigan Humanities Arts something. Oh, so I sit on the, uh, you're close. Okay. So I sit on the uh, Michigan Council of Arts and Cultural Affairs for State of Michigan. So congratulations. Thank that's you. A, that's a big honor. It's a reappointment. So it's, it's uh, it, the, the organization does some really good work and gives out grants. I'm sure Novi has received those to all the different arts and cultural organizations around the state. So thank you for that. Yep. And then... Um, Kennedy Center for Performing yeah, Arts. That That's was, a big deal. That was a that was a big deal. Uh, we did uh, we participated in a program called Arts Across America, which uh, was Kennedy Center's virtual series. So I got to do some Armenian music uh, in my house with a couple of musicians, and we recorded it. Li- well, we did it live, and uh, yeah, it was very cool. We did that uh, early early October. So it's on YouTube if people want to take cool. a look at it. Yeah, so, yeah very fun. Yeah. Very fun. I mean, Ken- Kennedy Center Performing Arts, that, that's big that's time. A, that's a big deal. That's, yeah, that's, that's a big I, deal. That's a big deal. I appreciate that. So world-renowned, I would say, Armenian well, artists then. Yes. So we're, we're both <laughs> artists in our own right. There you go. Yeah. So we are here um, to talk a little bit. You said earlier this month. Earlier right. this month, we happened to do a Facebook Live. Right. Um, we're in October, yep. and obviously there's a, a big event. Not there as is. Uh, not as not uh, as big as the Kennedy Center, right? <laughs> no, not as big as Kennedy Center, but uh, the election, right? The 2020 uh, presidential general yep. election is yep. coming up. And earlier this month, our own city clerk Novi. Uh, Courtney Hansen yep. um, actually went Facebook Live with our community relations specialist Nathan Mueller and talked about uh, and gave some facts and tips about uh, with some frequently asked questions. You can't imagine the number of questions that we are getting in our office and the clerks is receiving uh, about the upcoming election, or maybe you can. Right. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. It's a it's a big it's a big election year. I mean, every presidential election is a big one, but it just seems that this one's uh, even bigger than normal. So I thought it would be interesting and very prudent yep. if we, you and I, aren't going to interview uh, Courtney today because uh, Nathan already did it and absolutely. Uh, outstanding job doing that but that it would be a great opportunity for us to share that via our show so we're going to do a little bit different format but one of the things I found most interesting and you and I are taping this today's October 19th I think so uh, 
we'll go ahead and, and air this through the, the rest of October leading up to uh, the election, but that Novi has just over 45,000 registered voters. It's, right. We actually have 45,384 as of last Friday, if anyone's right. keeping track. Maybe right. somebody registered, came in on Saturday or earlier this morning. But not typical, and it just blew my mind. As of last Friday, we had just under 23,000 absentee ballots yeah. issued. And comparatively, what's that been like in the past? Maybe 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 10%. So maybe 4,500 to 5,000 right. in a normal or, right. I guess, I don't want to say well, normal, this but is not prior. A, right. But let's say prior, years right. prior, right? right. Um, and obviously, when we do local elections, which will be in two years, 2022, right. is um, even lower. Yep. And, and Which is normal. Which is normal, and, yeah. and it always astonishes me because I think people should be even more involved in their I local agree. elections. I, um, I hate to say it impacts you more, but it, it's got it. It does though. It's got a it's got a uh, quicker impact than p potentially uh, national the national yeah. election. So I thought that that was interesting, yeah. uh, a little tidbit. So with that, um, I guess it's prudent to introduce Courtney and Nathan, and we'll let our Studio yeah. Six team. Uh, Go ahead and, and, and make edit. that seamless so it sounds like they're right here in the studio with us. Right. But I hope that you find some of the information, if not all of the information that Courtney and Nathan have to share, very relevant and, um, and timely leading up to the election. So with that, Courtney and Nathan have the floor. Good evening, Novi. Thank you for joining us this evening here on Facebook Live. I am Nathan Mueller, our Community Relations Specialist for the City of Novi. I'm here with our esteemed city clerk, Ms. Courtney Hansen. Uh, we wanted to do this Facebook Live for all of our residents and voters out there, uh, trying to do the best we can in terms of getting the information out uh, on our various social media channels, on our message board. Um, you see here we have a uh, website, cityofnovi.org slash elections. Um, behind us, we have the city clerk staff still working. Um, this group has been working tirelessly throughout the last couple of months preparing for the November election. So we just want to take some time to hopefully answer some questions um, and make the process a lot easier for you. Uh, we did ask in advance to have some people submit some questions, so we did that. Also, if you're joining us here, please feel free on the comments section, uh, type in your questions. We have someone that's able to read those, and we'll make sure that we get your questions asked. And again, if you miss out on any of the questions, please feel free to go over to cityofnovi.org slash elections. So I guess it's kind of kick off, Courtney. Uh, you've been doing this for quite a long time. Uh, just talk a little bit about what this election cycle has been like so far leading up to November here for your team. So this election is, as you can imagine, unlike any election we've experienced before. Um, we're seeing a drastic increase in requests for absentee ballots and a lot of interest in learning the ins and outs and the rules and the laws that pertain to elections. So how many registered voters do we have in our lives? We have approximately 43,500 registered voters. How many absentees, requests, applications have we gotten so far? We've issued over 21,000 absentee ballots. That, I'm guessing, is a high for you guys? Yes. it's um, Prior to the August election, the record amount of absentee ballots we had issued for any election was 10,000. Uh, for the August election, we issued just over 16,000, and we're on track to break 25,000 by election day. I think, obviously, see obviously more than you know half of our residents are looking to vote possibly absentee at this point. 
Can you kind of walk us through that absentee process of getting an application? Because you have to get the application before you're going to get a ballot. Can you kind of just talk about that process a little bit? Sure. So in order to obtain an absentee ballot, we do have to have a signed application from the voter. Um, those applications can come in a variety of forms. They can be requested from us. They can be downloaded from the internet. You can apply online through the Secretary of State's office. As long as we have a signed application, we will verify that signature. We're not looking for an exact match. I know there's a lot of concern about the signature verification process. We're looking for a good likeness. Those signatures that we're comparing to are most often the signature on your driver's license, as well as the physical voter registration form that you may have filled out when you registered to vote. Once we verify those things, we issue you a ballot. If you are here in person, we would hand that ballot to you. If we receive it any other form, we would mail the ballot to you, and then you're welcome to vote it at your own pace. You do return it in a signed envelope, and then we verify the signature again. If we ever encounter an issue with a signature, we do make every effort possible to contact the voter, whether it's a phone call, an email, or a letter through the mail um, to let them know that there is not a good match. Um, once we get the ballots back, we do maintain them until election day. We are not allowed to open them before the Monday before the election. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of that, I know one of the questions that we get a lot is, and your team gets a lot, why did I get so many absentee applications? You know, some people are getting three and four applications at their house and they're going, why am I getting so many of these? Yeah. So our office will send out an application at the request of a voter. Um, we are hearing that they're coming from multiple different sources. Um, back in June, they came directly from the Secretary of State's office, but since then, Lots of different groups are sending these applications. They may be coming from political parties, interest groups, things like that. Um, once you submit one application, you do not need to submit the other ones. Um, we will only process one ballot for each voter, regardless of how many applications get sent in. What if I get an application for someone who doesn't live in that house anymore? I, you know, my son moved out 15 years ago and I got their application. There's another common question that we're getting. So we do hear about that every so often. And what we tell people is our records are only as good as the information we receive. So sometimes it's that the voter has moved out of state and unfortunately our systems don't talk across state lines. So if a person gets registered in another state, they need to notify our office in writing that they've moved out of Michigan so we can cancel that registration. So if you receive something for somebody who doesn't live at your address anymore, if you could just return that to us with a little note on there that says the person doesn't live there, we will start a cancellation process. Okay. What is the cancellation process? Does it have to come from the voter, from the person that is on that application? So if we receive something from the voter saying that they moved out, we will cancel their voter registration and nothing can happen with that. No ballots can be issued or received in that circumstance. But if we receive something from someone other than the voter, we start the cancellation process, which requires us to send two notices to that address. So be patient with us, send them back to us, let us know that the person doesn't live there and we can document it. And after a certain number of elections pass and there's no activity, the record would be canceled at that point. So you wouldn't be sending ever though a ballot to someone who doesn't request it, correct? Correct. 
we do have to have the signed application from the voter in order to issue the ballot. Okay. How long, even on the absentee, because I know another one, how long do I have to get my absentee ballot? So if you come in person, you can come all the way up until the day before the election, four o'clock in the afternoon, and get a ballot in person. If you wait until that day, though, you would have to be prepared prepared to vote your ballot here and turn it right back in. Um, if you're requesting a ballot to be mailed to you, we have to have that request by 5 p.m. on October 30th, which is a Friday. I see you leaning up against you know one of our new ballot boxes. Can you talk a little bit about the, the different ballot boxes we have, you know, why we have those ballot boxes and, and why people can be assured that when they get their absentee ballot, they can put it in one of those and, and it'll get back to your office. Yep. So we do have four drop boxes now. Um, this one is new, this election. Um, it is installed and affixed to our front counter. It just has a tiny little spot, so nothing, you know, you can't reach in there. Ballots are secure. Um, we have the drop box in the parking lot that people use for water bills, tax payments. It's a great box, and you're welcome to drop ballots in there. We have another box along the sidewalk as you enter the south entrance of the building, and we have a fourth box in the atrium of the lobby that you'll see right as you walk in. And we added all these options for voters um, at first and continuing due to COVID, you know, to limit the um, interaction between people and because of the quantity that we're receiving. Um, I think it was two days ago, we received 1,200 ballots back in a single day. So having all of these various places to drop your ballot makes it convenient for the voters and convenient for us to, to pick them up. I think some of the terminology at times can be confusing for people. Can you help clarify the, the early voting uh, versus the voting absentee in person? So we've been hearing a lot about early voting in Michigan from various sources. And what they should be saying is that you are able to vote your absentee ballot in person and turn it right back in to the clerk's office. Um, the term early voting that you hear in other states means that you can put your ballot into a tabulator prior to the election, which is not allowed in the state of Michigan. So in reality, we don't have early voting like other states do. We have early in-person absentee voting. I think we have a question actually on Facebook. We do have a question. It is from Anne Marie and she is asking, are you still hiring poll workers? So we have recruited heavily in the past few months and our efforts have paid off. We actually are staffed as best as we can in the precincts, and we already have approximately 75 people as backup. So we encourage you, if you're interested in elections, please fill out an application. We will keep it on file for the future, and if we make our way through our list of backup workers, we would contact you. Speaking of those precincts, a good segue. You know, talk about what people should expect. Again, the polls will, will be open on, on election day. Uh, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, can you kind of talk about what people should expect and, and how to prepare when they do maybe want to go to the polls? Maybe they're not voting absentee. So if you are wanting to go vote at the polls, they will be open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. like Nathan said. And if you have photo ID, we ask that you have it ready to show our workers. If you don't have photo ID, it's not a problem. There's just a simple little affidavit that you sign. Um, we do just ask that you have patience. Um, we will have social distancing in place. We'll space out our voting booths. We do have sanitizing products 
to clean throughout the precinct. Um, so we just ask for patients in between there, and as you might have to wait a few minutes to get your ballot. Any changes to precincts? Uh, I know there was a temporary one, I believe, the last uh, election, and where can people go to make sure they check their precincts and everything? So the best place to confirm that you're registered and to confirm where your polling location is, is michigan.gov slash vote. Um, you can also obtain a sample ballot there so you can help yourself prepare. It is a very long ballot um, with lots of items on it. And um, our polling locations, there's 25 of them. We had some big changes um, that went into effect this year. They were in effect for March and August, but if you didn't vote in person for those, please just double check, take that time to double check instead of, you know, perhaps getting caught in the line and finding out you were unfortunately at the wrong spot. And that website's also great. You can actually follow your absentee ballot through the process on there, right? So you can see from when you get your absentee ballot to it actually being confirmed here at the clerk's office, is that correct? Yes. So if you want to track your ballot status, it will show you that we have first sent you an application then receive the application and it will show you the date that we sent the ballot out. And if there is a date next to the spot where it says ballot return, that means we have confirmed your signature, you are good to go, you are in the group that will get processed on election day. Here's another big one that I know that, that we've gotten is, so I requested an absentee ballot, I received it, and now I want to go vote in person. And I believe last election you guys had a number of those that happened. Can you talk about that process, what people can do, and, and maybe what the hang-up is, I guess, for your team, if that's a route that people choose to, to go? That is absolutely an option if a person has been issued an absentee ballot and they either change their mind or possibly don't get it in time. You're welcome to go to the polls. Just be prepared uh, for an extra few minutes. Uh, our election workers will pull up your record and they will see that you've been issued an absentee ballot. They will pull you off to the side so that the the line can continue. They'll make a phone call to the clerk's office where my staff will look up that voter and we will confirm that we didn't receive the absentee ballot back. Um, we will mark that ballot so that if it did come back, it would not be counted because the voter voted in the polls and we don't let people vote twice. Um, and then the voter can fill out an affidavit at the precinct and they would be able to issue a regular ballot and the voter can vote in the polls. One last one here. Um, any special hours in terms of as we uh, get closer to election day that people can come if they have any questions they need to come in? Can you talk about those? So we have some extended hours. We will be open on Thursdays for the month of October until 7 p.m. as well as October 24th, which is Saturday, and Saturday, October 31st from 8 until 4, both of those Saturdays. Awesome. Well, Thank you again for joining us today. Again, please feel free to check out cityofnovi.org slash elections. Uh, a lot of frequently asked questions, a lot of resources on there. Um, if you have any questions, you can always call the city clerk as well. Um, they are here, they are working, and they are ready to go come November. Thank you for joining us. Well, that was pretty interesting, don't you think, Cheryl? There's a lot of information that uh, both Courtney and Nathan were able to cover before the election. But I think what's important, too, is we, we want to encourage people to get out and vote. Absolutely, you absolutely, know. and there's still time to do that, right? There's still right time up to until do that. Um, the you can get an absentee ballot right up until the election, right? And uh, the polls will be open from seven a.m. to eight p.m. on election day, and uh, you know there there's no excuse not to 
no, participate. There really never is. I mean, no. and, and it's an important uh, uh, opportunity for all of us as American citizens to be out and be, be able to go out and vote. So there is, though, right before that, there is something significant coming before the election, which is Halloween. Halloween. Can you, can you do your spooky witch voice for all of us? <laughs> is that very, different? No. That's <laughs> uh, pretty much the same. Um, anyway, um, so in the, in the spirit, get it? I said uh, spirit, spirit of Halloween, which is coming up here on the 31st, we've got a great Now You Know Vi. And uh, Cheryl, do we have any um, haunted houses that, are you aware of any haunted houses here in Novi? Well, Ara, I am. And I think you and I used to eat lunch there quite regularly. Yes, it's a <laughs> phenomenal restaurant called Shiro's. Mm -hmm. And for folks that aren't familiar, it's on the corner of Nine Mile and Novi Road. And the story goes that that house is over 90 years old. It was built in 1929. Mm -hmm. It was a mansion at its time by a fellow named Charles Rogers. And so he was a wealthy man. And um, he was, so as the story goes, he was anticipating to have his daughter's wedding. And they were very eager to do the entire ceremony at the mansion. And so Mr. Rogers' wife spent a lot of time and money decorating the place and getting it all set for the wedding. But it didn't happen. And so the night before the wedding, um, Charles' daughter and fiance ran away and eloped. I'm assuming that ticked off Mr. Rogers pretty good. I know that if I were Mr. Rogers and I had spent a boatload of cash on my daughter's wedding, uh, that would tick me off too. So he was obviously very heartbroken over this and then had a heart attack and died. Which is so. If my daughter is listening, who is eleven, that is exactly what would happen to me. Uh, so some. So just just so you know now, if that ever happens, we um, aren't laughing about Mr. Rogers. No, we're, we're laughing not. about we're laughing the guilt trip that Ira's placing on yes. poor Eileen yeah. at, at eleven. So because they everybody felt that he died of a broken heart, it's felt that um, Mr. and Mrs. Rogers still haunt the mansion today uh you know if they if they are i mean they're really helping out with the food because it's we've never it's had phenomenal. a bad never had a bad meal there <laughs> no that was kind of our friday lunches over there and uh yeah. and everything else so but now you know why what do you think of that i love that story and uh, you know it's so funny to hear um my husband obviously people know was a police officer in novi for many many years and one of his favorite stories is whenever a call would come in at you know two or three in the morning that a light was left on at Shiro's oh, which really? which way back when was home sweet home I think it was yeah. called it would always be a windy blustery rainy night and you'd have to go in with a flashlight and check the entire place and um that's kind of funny yeah uh, he tells that. it much better than I do but he well, says you know pretty, he says it, you know Anytime a call would come in there that a light was left on, people would be like, yeah. oh, Dag Nabbits, you know, like, yeah. oh, why tonight? Dag and it was Dag Nabbits. Huh? It was wow. always a, a Just age a rainy. yourself with that comment. <laughs> but you're right. It was always a, a dark and, and rainy night. Right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thank you for uh, for joining us. And um, as Ara mentioned earlier, uh, exercise your right and uh, vote. It is... Uh, uh, 
It's important. It's important. And um, only we, uh, you, can uh, make change if that's what you desire and, uh, and let your voice be heard. Until next time, keep listening to uh, Now You Know Why and uh, stay tuned for our next one.